clay. Mold me and make me. <laughs> oh, I forgot the rest of the song. That's good. Well. Hey, welcome to Lightning Rounds. This is our first episode of 2024, episode number 42. Can you believe it, guys? 42 episodes. Oh, come on. We've made it. I'm middle-aged. Why are we? I'm only like 14, because it's been like 14 <laughs> Why we haven't been asked wow. to um, be on Joe Rogan Experience uh, is still baffling to me, but... Uh, that's kind of why I moved to Austin, Texas, was because he moved out here. So, but uh, <laughs> anyways, it's a new year, new year, new me, same me, same problems. Yeah, let's be honest. Same, same me. <laughs> same me. I've tried. I've tried to change. It's not happening. Yeah, I'm stuck in my ways. Always will be. Yeah. Hey. Uh, but how's so it's the end of January first month of 2024 how's how's the beginning of this new year been for you guys well hollow <laughs> it's been good I've kind of learned that new years aren't a real thing <laughs> just life That's goes true. on I don't I don't come up with this like this is like this year this is gonna be it and this is gonna happen it's like no like just keep moving forward i think that's all we're called to do and so and and get better (laughs) that's that's it move forward get better um but (laughs) get worse just (laughs) we're on a down downward trajectory no yeah it's been a good year we uh spent the new year in utah Got some uh-huh. snow, did some hiking. It's a good time, and then uh, came back and just had our first wedding of the year, and uh, got poured on. It was raining super, super hard, but the bride and groom were stoked. They were still just stoked to be getting married. So sweet wedding, and uh, yeah, it's twenty-two days in, and we're uh, haven't stuck to any resolutions because mm. didn't make it. I like it. Nice. Setting the bar low. Setting the yeah. bar low, I'm jumping over that bar. Succeeding. Yep. Succeeding. Yeah, what about you, Andrew? We started it out um, super sick. Everyone mm. got sick. Poor kids <laughs> were sick. My dog fell in a pool, sprained his tail. Sprained his tail? Dogs. Um, it's like a thing. I didn't know this was a thing, but they can like hurt their tail and... <laughs> it sounds like I'm making this up, but it's totally true. He like couldn't oh. move his tail. It was so horrible. whenever he got like that's got crutches that, right now. That that has to suck because whenever a dog's happy, like you you, you could never yeah. like hype him up. I imagine because then he just whimper. No, he. Well, he was in pain, so my sister in law gave him some CBD. Nice. <laughs> she called up Snoop. <laughs> I was like, yes, finally a dog I like. The D O double G. D O double G. Give me some of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ain't no pain from the sprain. <laughs> That's what your dog was saying. Ain't no pain like the sprain, B-O-W-G. Uh, and then I 
broke, <laughs> dude. I broke my windshield mm. on my car. I fixed that sucker. Oh yeah. I got sick, super sick. I sick for like a week. Started a juice cleanse for like a day. <laughs> <laughs> one day uh, detox. One day detox. I felt amazing for like five seconds. No, I'm doing good though. Everyone's doing well. Kids are back in school and all that jazz and new year, new year, new year. It's going to be super sick. Mm. New year, new men. New year, new men. Yeah. Mm. Well, not new men. Oh, <laughs> that doesn't sound right. <laughs> this is a family podcast. Hollow. <laughs> uh, oh God, Newman. 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 But yeah, everything's going great. How about you, Zach? If no one has told you yet, New Year, same God. <laughs> oh shoot! <laughs> that just blew my just mind. Revolutionized right there. Uh, no. Whoa. Yeah, he's living on yeah. the inside. <laughs> he's alive. He's alive. Um, no, it's 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 a big month for us as a family. We are on the eve of uh, inviting the birth of our third son. So Emma's due date yeah. uh-huh, is the twenty sixth, which um I don't know. By the time this episode airs that baby boy might already be here so boom <clears throat> spoiler alert well we'll see wow. yeah so it's a uh, it's really exciting it's uh, for for all of you who are parents that listen you can understand or relate to this for those of you who don't have kids then you can just shut this podcast off and throw your phone out the car window um <laughs> but <laughs> i'm just joking but you know like that season right before your kid's about to be born where it's like everything is like so blurry and transient and just like because you're like waiting for the inevitable and it's like uh, and it's like hard to set routines it's hard to like because there's gonna be a hard change that's gonna be happening like so soon so it's it's um it's a lot of fun we can't wait we're excited we're, we're really excited uh yeah we're we can't wait it's gonna be it's gonna be a blast um, but one thing that I did want to say is I did want to give a shout out to our supporters that um, through uh, Buy Me a Coffee, whether it was one time or you're one of the boys, um, give a shout out to um, some of our supporters. Hollow, do you have a list? Do you have a list of, of the exact names? First off, we have Celeste. Celeste, you are loved. You are appreciated. <laughs> We've got Mama Kobos. Oh. So... Mom, she's, thanks yeah, for she's the still allowance. buying you groceries. Uh, <laughs> she's still, still supporting us right here. We all know who Captain America, but did you know there's a female Captain America? Mr. and Mrs. Captain America. This is Mrs. Rogers, Miss Hannah Rogers. Ooh, let's go. Come on, Ooh. Kelly. We got Kelly. Kelly coming out from wherever she lives. <laughs> Kelly, thank you. Kelly with an eye. We know who you are. We're not going to say where you live. Brendan. Uh, Brendan is also mm. one of the boys. Also a yeah. guest on the show. Also a mighty guest. Mighty. And mighty last mighty but not guest. least, certainly not least, Christian and Emma, who gave us Yeah, they presents. sent us fan mail. Yes, they did. Did no, we talk about we this on the last one? No. no. We hadn't gotten it yet. 
Wow. And also, side note, I'm not sure if I should do this, but Christian, if you're listening to this, I heard you for the first time on Sunday, and it brought joy to my soul. It did. It really did. He's, he yeah. led worship, by the way. Not like I heard him talking, and I was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, as a worship leader, man, you and your wife, killing it. Emma, you too. I've just I've heard you before. This was the first time. You know, people are like, "I'm a worship leader." Like, yeah, okay, let's see how you sound. It's always nerve wracking, but you killed it, man. And I was blessed. Mm. I was weeping. But anyways, those are our boys. Boys, girls. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Thank you for the girls. Yeah, and and so we all got a gift from Emma and Christian. A sick T-shirt. That is Smokey the Bear themed. That says, "Only you can prevent heresy," which is pretty hilarious. <laughs> and I think I'll also give a shout out. I think it was Micah who designed that. Yeah, yeah, did. Micah. Come, Come on. on, God bless our fans. So beautiful. Yeah, but we love you guys. We appreciate you guys keeping the lights on, keeping the fight mm. on. Yeah, dude. You yeah. know it's great is I have people come up to me and say, we're one of the boys. Mm. That is like the joy of my heart. We are one of the boys. It's like, a, yeah, always is a sweet, sweet little surprise. We're <laughs> the boys. That's right. You're my, my boy. boy, Blue. You're my boy. You're my boy, Blue. My boy. <laughs> boys. <laughs> He's screaming across the church parking lot. Boys! God bless you. All right, should we move into our segment of the day? All right, move on. Take us there, Captain. All right, so our segment of today is called Rage Room Musical. So our segment today is we are going to curate the best and worst songs to be listened to while you are in a rage room. And uh, before we recorded this, we found out something. We were pleasantly surprised by one of our main hosts here. (laughs) Andrew doesn't know what a rage room is. (laughs) Guys, what is a rage room? I want, I want, why don't you paint a picture? What do you think it is when you first just hear that phrase? Because you did, you did do what you were supposed to do. I, so I didn't really understand. I thought it was like a misprint. Uh, I thought you texted us the wrong thing. It was like a spell check thing. So I was like, oh, rage room. I don't know. He just said pick out songs. So I was like, oh, look, it's a song to listen to. So I didn't really. I didn't know. So you're the, you're the kid that, that doesn't read all I the instructions before he does the homework, right? <laughs> There's two sides of this thing. Um, so. Sticking Scantron. Oh, man. See, 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 see. So the songs I picked might not fit what a rage room is. What do you is. think a rage room is? That's what I want to pick what your brain right now because you don't know what this is. So I want to, what, what, what is your perception, your first impression of what, what a rage room sounds like? I just thought it was a room where you can go like a quiet, a quiet room where no one can hear outside and you can say and scream and like 
run around and no one can hear it. So it's like, oh, a, safe nice. <laughs> it's like a safe space. Padded walls. Safe. Put you in a, sh- in a straight jacket. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. And you can kind of just like go for it. But I didn't, I wasn't sure if that's exactly it. So I kind of just picked songs that really have nothing to do with that. <laughs> but I was just confused. So right well, start started off. <clears throat> Well, we actually, yeah, we got. Let me let me read. Well, let me let, let's let's get a little scientific here. I'm gonna read what the definition of a rage room is. For uh, thank you, our good friend here. The more you know, <sighs> rage room. Thank you, Wikipedia. A rage room. A rage room, also known as a smash room or anger room, is a room where people can vent their rage by destroying objects. Firms offer access to such rooms on rental basis. Statistics show that most customers are women. (laughs) There you go, Wikipedia. (laughs) Rage rooms may include living room and kitchen replicas with furnishings and items such as televisions, desks, and clients may be allowed to bring their own possessions to destroy so it's kind of oh like it's kind of like you know that scene from Office Space where they get the printer and they take it out to the field. <laughs> just yes. <laughs> Why does it say paper gem? There is no paper gem. <laughs> swear we're through. <laughs> you and your quotes, man. Sorry, it's like a it's a gift. all right. A, is it? So that's what a rage room is. So I think let's start. Let's okay? start with let's start with best song. Okay. Let's see if my internet will work. Mm. Is that you? That sounds like you, dude. If if I ever heard you sing, that sounds like you. (laughs) This is my band. I just started it. Come on. Yeah. Shameless plug. This is my band. Come on. Oh. Nice. I like that. That's good. That song was by Tom Petty. Um, and it's off his Full Moon Fever album. And it's called Running mm. Down a Dream. Because we're all just trying to live a dream, you know? Living the dream. So that was my that's my pick. Right on, right on. All right. Well, I got a great song to listen to. This is um this is a band actually I just discovered today. Okay. Um, and I think you guys will be, I think you guys will be pleasantly, uh, pleasantly surprised. This guy is a producer and a drummer and he just produces some, well, I'll let the, I'll let the song speak for itself. Here we go. Best song for a rage room. This is my take. that rage <laughs> maybe uh <laughs> that was uh for those of you that 
would like to listen to more of that, which it, this guy is great, okay? <laughs> this guy is awesome. His name is Ryan James Carr, and that was the song By Your Side. Well, since the majority of those at the Rage Room are women, this goes out to all the ladies out there. Oh. Ruining football, by the way. Stop it. <laughs> Can't you just picture that in like They probably slow-mo? have that on like the store radio playing through the speakers in that room in oh. every raid room. Yeah. 100%. That's definitely on the playlist. That's definitely on the playlist. All right, let's yeah. let's move into worst songs to listen to. Worst songs in a raid room. Okay. Andrew Newman, you're up. A friend of mine a friend of mine sent me this song last night and said, "I dare you to run around your house singing this to your kids." Before they mm. go to bed. And it's. Let's see here. Mm, this takes me back, man. I feel like you'd be crying while you're listening to this in a rage room. Oh. My friend, was this your wife? <laughs> this was, uh, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> oh. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, uh, is that enough? Just a little bit is more. That enough. Uh, thank you. Oh, right, now it's enough. Now it's enough. Okay. That's enough. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> Truly, madly, deeply by Savage Garden. It was iconic. Mm. It was iconic too. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> Those were all right. Here's words. my take at worst song, or maybe best song. I mean, I'll let you be the decision. Make the decision on that one. Um, worst song to listen to in a rage room. Here we go, guys. Change my heart, oh God. <laughs> Change my heart, oh God. I wish people could see you. <laughs> Come on, take me to the course. It's true. Change my heart. Oh. Anyways, I just picture Jesus turning over tables as you're in the right Oh, there dude. we go. <clears throat> Change my heart. Oh, God, by good. Maranatha music. Oh, come, Lord Jesus. Maranatha. <laughs> That's pretty epic. That's a beautiful, <laughs> just slow motion destroying a TV. I'm just tagging off yours. This is what I legit wrote down. I don't know why, but all I can see is you figure skating. Mm. This song. <laughs> Alone on an ice skating ring. That's an old VHS tape of mine <laughs> from my ice cream phase. But I was thinking that. I think that would be the one. Nice. That's beautiful. Best and worst songs. 
to <laughs> listen to while participating in a rage room. We're going to jump into our topic of the day. And our topic for episode, Lightning Rounds episode number 42, is bitterness. Bitterness. How sweet it is to be grudged by you. Bitterness. So we're going to kind of break down the top, the subject of bitterness. This is a big one, I think, um, for anyone that has a friend. <laughs> has that one friend that won't shut up. No. One friend. Uh, <laughs> this is great. This is a great topic. So we're going to we're going to look at a couple of things. We're going to look at what the Bible talk, talks about bitterness, what the Bible has to say about it. Uh, the effect that it has on a Christian individually and even on the church community as a whole. We're going to look at how does the Christian find remedy for this uh, plague of bitterness. And we're going to ask our favorite question to ask after anything that you ponder for a number of seconds, minutes. And the question is, does it really matter though? <laughs> Do I matter? <laughs> It's a great way to start the year. So, um, so bitterness. Maybe we can start talking about um, share some uh, biblical examples. Maybe even stories. I know that there's a couple verses in the Bible about bitterness, but um, why don't you kick it off, Senor Hollow? I would say it starts right there in Genesis. Um, that was actually one of the the first ones because. Every year I start reading the Bible again, and I and I I never get past Genesis. So that's all I've read. Just um, over and over and over, so. oiling and oiling and oiling. <laughs> I can't take it anymore. Genesis chapter four. <laughs> Lotioning, <laughs> So no, but that was the the first example that uh, that I came across, and I and I thought it was a good one when. You know, Abel brings his sacrifice and and right after, you know, Cain brings his sacrifice and he's basically mm. bitter that his sacrifice wasn't accepted before the Lord. And, and th- talk about bitterness. Like, you're not just bitter like mm, my friend said something, but you're like, God didn't like the sacrifice I brought. It wasn't it wasn't up to par. And why was that? Yet he's he's bitter at his brother. He's bitter at God. And uh, yeah, that was the first story I came across. I'm turning that right now. It's in Genesis chapter four. And it says, and the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, verse five, but for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. So Cain was very angry and his face fell. And the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do and if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is contrary to you, but must rule. But you must rule over it. Excuse me. So God basically says, <clears throat> "Don't let this root of bitterness take over you." And He gives him such a clear warning. He says, "Sin is crouching at your door," and He gives him this warning. And and what does He do? I mean, and we have the Holy Spirit to you know to get in our thoughts, to get in our mind, to correct us as as we're going along. But here's God Himself speaking 
in a way that Cain can actually hear. He says, don't do this. Don't let it take over you. It's waiting right there. You know, the sin hasn't happened yet, but it's right there mm. crouching at your door. Yet what does he do? He calls his brother into the field yeah. and he kills him. And so I think God gives such a straight warning at the beginning of, of the Bible and just says the first thing you have to remember when, when bitterness is there is you just have to almost run away from it, kind of mm. pull a Joseph with Potiphar's wife and yeah. just run. No matter the consequences, you have to run. And so, yeah, that's a, there's, a lot, there's a lot of cool stuff that's even in that story, um, just kind of riffing off the top of my head when you're, uh, when you're uh, reading that story is because God's response to to Cain in the midst of his temptation with sin is he says, Hey, sin, which is the bitterness that he was feeling, this anger, his resentment he was feeling within his heart, um, this remorse towards his brother. God tells him, Hey, sin is crouching like a wild animal at your door yeah. and it wants to take over you. It wants to overcome you, but you can master it. You can master it. Yeah. And, and, and God kind of gives him a way out, you know, as bitterness is starting to grow within his heart and flesh out from a, a sinful heart thing into a, an, a sinful action. Um, God tells him, hey, this is something uh, that's just interesting that, that God says, hey, this thing wants to destroy your life, but you have the power to overcome this. You have the power instead to master this, um, which I thought is interesting. And obviously we know Cain doesn't. He succumbs to it. Um, but that's an interesting story, uh, to, to think of, uh, you know, um, I think of another story in an example of this in the old Testament, just thinking of, I'm, I know there's tons of old Testament stories and we don't have to go through every single old Testament story on it. But one that I think of is, is, um, Joseph and his brothers, his 12 brothers, right? He, he shares that dream, uh, with them in later on in Genesis and, uh, those, those dreams and, um, they let bitterness grow in their heart. They let resentment grow in their heart. And it, um, that harboring of it um, brings forth the fruit of attempted murder. <laughs> like, and that's how, that's how serious bitterness is. And, and I've, that's one thing that I, was, that I think for all of us as Christians, when we come to the subject of bitterness, we, we usually have to understand that um, bitterness grows from a seed of offense that it, it grows from a, a seed, which is you are offended by something or by someone. And that offense, if you continue to water that and harbor that it can flesh out and grow to bring fruit. That is, um, that is wrong. That brings trouble that hurts others that, uh, and so, yeah, that, that's a story that comes to mind when I think of bitterness, uh, cause them to sell their yeah. brother into slavery. Which, which I've also read because it's also in Genesis. You, yeah. So I, I do know that story. <laughs> I don't know if you're well. familiar with that story, Hall, <laughs> if you ever got that far, but. <laughs> I did. I made it into the, the 40s. <laughs> the 40s. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew's got his Bible open. Take us there. I thought of the story I thought of this morning was the story of Ruth uh, and her mother in law, Naomi. Naomi was married. And she had two sons. There was famine in the land. There was famine in the land. And so they ended up leaving. <clears throat> Her sons married Moabite women, one being Ruth. 
and both her sons die, her husband dies, and then they head back. They start to go back to, to their home um, because God visited again and, and blessed them with bread, it says. And so when they return, people are so excited to see her, like she's back. Is this Naomi, they said. And she said to them, do not call me Naomi, call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt very bitterly mm. with me. And I went out full, and the Lord has brought me home again, wow. empty. And so, you know, she, not only was she, like, offended, but she experienced deep grief and loss. And grief and loss has the ability mm. to cause bitterness in our hearts. And... Um, mm -hmm. if we're not careful, in fact, it took over her wow. identity as a person where she's saying, don't call, well, you know, I think Naomi means pleasant and joyful and fruitful. And she says, don't call me that anymore because my life has now become consumed by bitterness and God has dealt with me mm. in bitter, like in a bitter way. And it's just created this this emptiness in my heart and this, this spot of resentment and, and pain. And so bitterness has a way of consuming our identity as people mm. too, where it can change our yeah. personalities. It can change, um, it can change you. But I think one of the remedies in Naomi's case, one of the things that helped her was that Ruth mm. stuck by her because one of the, one of the effects of bitterness is that it actually, it sends out like a pulse and people are kind of, they, they back away from it and where people normally would respond by, by staying back because of how, um, how difficult it can be to be around someone who's so bitter. Ruth stuck by her as mm -hmm. her own child. And was like, where you go, I will go or who your God is. Mm -hmm. That will be my God. And she made a decision to stay with Naomi. And I think it really changed the mm. outcome of the story. Obviously God was painting a bigger picture of his redemptive value and redemption of the people and bringing her into the family of God. It's crazy, but there's this, that, that kind of that principle of like one of the things that helps us when we're feeling bitter or resentful yeah. is fellowship is people that will stick close to you. Um, mm. You know, that's huge. That's, that's community. So I think bitterness at a, yeah, community. Yeah, that's the one. It affects like our personalities. Uh, <laughs> it can cause <laughs> it can cause depression and all kinds of things like yeah. being bitter. So that's an that's an interesting story to bring up, and I'm really thankful, Andrew, that you brought that specific story up because with these three stories, when we look at them, we see that. There's a number of things that can cause bitterness in our life, whether it's um, unacceptance by others um, or a uh, jealousy, you know, uh, an offense from others. But not only that, but like your story, Andrew, that you brought up of Ruth, it can be um, circumstances that happen, unfortunate circumstances mm -hmm. that happen in life. Right. And so... You can, bitterness can, I feel like can be fleshed out in a number of ways, but I, f I see two main ways that it gets fleshed out. It's, it's either fleshed out in another person. You're bitter towards a friend, towards a family member, towards a coworker, um, towards a neighbor, 
towards a neighbor. I don't know if I need to yeah. say that again. <laughs> just joking. For sure. <laughs> just joking. Um, but uh, uh, yeah. I was like, where are you going with <laughs> <Sorry>. this? <laughs> Long pause. Is this actually an intervention? Is this a rage room thing again? <laughs> yeah. So. No. Uh, so it, it can get fleshed out towards a person or like in Ruth's case, it can get fleshed out towards God. Where you can say, hmm. Lord, how dare you allow this to happen to me? Like, how could you? Yeah. And those, man, those with unfortunate circumstances, like stuff that you have no control over, um, the loss of a loved one, you know, the sickness of a child, um, the loss of a job, uh, different things like that that we necessarily don't have control over. And we can, in these scenarios, we are either expressing our bitterness towards people or towards God. And, um, mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but I, I can relate with both of those. I can see in my life but times where I've been bitter towards people, and I can see times where I've been bitter towards God. And I've thought, God, you owe me. You know, like I've yeah. done all this for you, and you let this happen to me? That... Yeah. I've played Cornerstone <laughs> 10,000 times. Okay, I'm on Phil Wickham's <laughs> sing-along album one of the <laughs> choir voices in the background come, come on. on hello <laughs> shameless plug right there go check out my disciple uh, no. <laughs> but i've discipled no. <laughs> everyone in san juan um but I, I i'm i never thought about that until you brought that story up that uh, and that kind of just came to me right now it's just um that it it we all struggle with bitterness, either with God or with people, with God mm-hmm. or with people. Yeah. And so um, mm-hmm. I think Paul puts a really, I think he lays something really sweet for us. And I think this can maybe, we, we've probably, we probably all have this verse listed here. So this is Hebrews 12, 4. I'm going to read the verse right before, because I, I like how, what, what uh, con- contextually it brings to, to 15, which mainly talks about bitterness. Um, but and I'm going to read it out of the out of the NIV version because I really like the way that it, that it says it here. So Hebrews 12:14 and 15 says this. It says, "Make every effort to live in peace with everyone, and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God, and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many." And so what, what, what are some things, what are some things maybe that you guys notice in that verse? Uh, some like, you know, in like verse 14, I think is, is kind of interesting contextually to bring in to, 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 to kind of marry it to verse 15, because he, Paul is saying, are, are you making every effort to live in peace with everyone? <laughs> which, yeah. which sometimes can, can cut the head off the dragon right away. You know, it's when we start to back off and be like, you know what? I'm not going to be nice to you today. <laughs> you know, what? I'm not going to read my Bible today. God, you don't deserve my attention today for what you did to me. <laughs> How do you like that? You know, I'm not going to raise a hallelujah. <laughs> right? No, my weapon is not a melody. <laughs> but, um, I, I just think it's interesting that Paul, before he talks about bitterness, he says, make it, make every effort to live in peace with everyone, 
to be at peace with people. Paul would say, uh, as much as depends on you, right? Live peaceably with all men. Uh, Jesus would say um, in the Sermon on the Mount, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called Mm. sons of God. This is how we show our, uh, not only our allegiance to Christ, but the fact that we are part of his family, adopted into his family, that we share his blood, is that we are peacemakers. For Jesus himself is the ultimate peacemaker through uh, his blood shed on the cross for mankind to bring us to the Father. And I just think it's interesting that Paul brings that directly into this conversation about bitterness. But when he get, are you saying that? Are you saying that Paul? Are you saying that Paul wrote? Hebrews? Sorry, is that what you're saying? I no, I'm not. I'm not. Are you? <laughs> I'm not. I recant. I recant all the statements. Uh, okay. I'm okay, actually saying that it was saying a woman. I'm sorry. Hard. It's a woman who wrote Hebrews. The Book of Hebrews. <laughs> like... <laughs> I've been meaning to express this out loud. No, sorry. Thank, thank you for catching that. I've always, like, yeah. We don't know who the author of Hebrews is. It's the people it, think it's Paul. People think it's not. It makes sense. People think it's a bunch of different people. Makes sense. It's the author of, that is of true. Hebrews. Sorry. That is true. Sorry. What you're saying is absolutely true about bitterness. In that, I have this quote. It says, "Bitterness is poison dipped in honey. Therefore, it slides down. It tastes good on the way down." <laughs> but it destroys you from the inside. Mm. So it's you know, Taco it's like, Bell. You think <laughs> it's Taco Bell. <laughs> Bitterness is Taco uh, Bell. Ah, yes. The quesarito. <laughs> the gordita crunch. The nacho fry. <laughs> oh, the gordita crunch. It is. <laughs> but right, what you're saying, what I like what you're saying about Peacemaker is that it involves... Um, making peace. There's effort involved to do that. Bitterness takes no effort Mm. like to resolve Mm. something. Bitterness is something that we harbor all the while smiling. There's another quote that says it's like drinking poison and hoping the other person (laughs) dies. Mm. That's what, that's that's what bitterness is. Uh, And the more we hold on to it, the more it brings um, death to me. Bitterness doesn't affect the other person that we we've been, you know, who've, who's harmed us or offended us, it brings death to me. And I think that quote mm. was just like, Holy smokes. It's like drinking poison and hoping the yeah. other person dies. It's a, it's bringing death yeah. to yourself. Um, it's affecting you. It affects mm-hmm. people's health. Like yeah. scientifically it, it affects hearts. It affects livers. Colons. It affects brain function. <laughs> Colons apparently. <laughs> Talk about, dude. <laughs> like, it, uh, yeah, it could be one of the the things that affects us our, yeah. our physical health. It's it's really bad. Yeah. So, and thinking about bitterness, it's you know we my my parents used to say this all the time to me, and they used to say, you know, you can't always control what happens to you in life. We can't control the way people perceive us the way what people say about us behind our backs um what life circumstances might you know get thrown in our way but what we can control is how we respond to them and bitterness is a response to these things and um in this verse there's two things that that kind of stood out to me that um 
I see with with how, why bitterness is such a uh, a plague, why it's such a um, a, a disease, a virus, a poison, like you said, is is the first one as I see is that is that bitterness is is it has a dangerous root, right? Paul uses that. Sorry, not Paul, the author of Hebrews. It's just so easy to say Paul. <laughs> it makes it um, easier. The author of Hebrews says that it's a root of bitterness, right? And and a root is something that supports the whole of a plant. Like you think of like a tree, um, the way that a tree is able to withstand storms, winds is because of strong roots, deep roots, good roots that stretch out sometimes for, you know, um, more than its branches do above, uh, above the surface. And so beneath the surface, the root, the root system is more important than what is happening above. And so when the root is destroyed it or infected, it, it affects the whole, it infects the whole. Um, and bitterness is, is like that. It's something that is root. It's something that is uh, underneath the surface. It, it's something that's unseen. You, you could be hanging with your wife or your spouse or your good friend and they have bitterness towards you and, and you not even know it. And you not even, um, uh, be are, are able to, to perceive that. And so that's the danger of it. You know, um, I, I really like this quote from Spurgeon because when we talk about bitterness, sometimes we can easily perceive like, Oh yeah, that person totally. Yes. That, that person needs to hear this. I know who needs to hear this podcast. You know, I'm going to send it to my aunt, Nancy, Aunt Nancy, Nancy, Aunt Jonah. <laughs> uh, but Spurgeon, I love this. He says here when he, he was quoted when talking about bitterness, he says, "If there's anyone who is likely to fall in sin, it's yourself." <laughs> and it's like it's 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 so true. But um, when we battle bitterness, like the like the story you brought up with Cain and Abel, where it wants to master us, but we have the power to master it. We're called to master it. We're called to overcome it. Um, in 1 Corinthians 13, 5, I'm reminded of that verse where Paul says, love keeps no record of wrongs, you know? And sometimes that's what causes it, is we like to keep a burn book, right? <laughs> we, we like to keep... <laughs> Sorry, is that... <laughs> is that a great that reference? Great okay, reference. That, was... that was... That really... Yeah. <laughs> really woke my brain up right now. It's just like, oh, dude, you're totally it's right. Like, <laughs> it all makes the Bible. sense. It all makes sense. <laughs> She just wanted to do math, okay? It's the same in but, every language. So, so often that's what happens is, is, is we, we, we do keep record of wrongs. We treat people based on their track record of how they've treated us or wronged us in the past. And the reason why this is a dangerous route is because the longer that you allow it to live, the harder it is to kill. You know, it's like, you know, when you have a lawn. I have a – here in Texas, we have – a house to rent. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We can afford to rent a house out here. God is good. We have a massive backyard and an, and, a, and a great front yard and weeds grow like crazy in this thing. And if you just do nothing, which we did last year, we had a forest of weeds in the back and it seriously <laughs> took me like two to three weeks to go through and I couldn't just chop off the top of these things. I had to dig down into the root and pull these, these weeds out. 
they were suffocating the good grass that I wanted. There's there. And that's what bitterness does is it, is it, is it suffocates the good that God wants to do in our life. It's, and, and the, and, and so, um, so that's the first problem I see with it. It's a dangerous root. And then the second one is it has a poisonous fruit. Like you're saying, Andrew there is that, you know, when you look there at, at bitter fruit, um, bitter when you fruit. look there at Hebrews 12 verse 15, it says, so that no uh, bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. It doesn't just affect you. Bitterness doesn't just right. affect your life. One person who nurses an offense, it, it collaterally affects everyone around you. It, it, it you know, like yeah. you were saying, Andrew, it pulses. And sometimes it pushes people away. And other times for people that are close to you, it, it slowly grows like a cancer on them too. And it, and it starts infecting their life and the way that they think and the way that they look, you know, one bitter person can divide a family. One bitter person can ruin a friend group. One bitter person can destroy work morale. One bitter person can hinder a ministry, a move of what God is desiring to do. And here the author of Hebrews was really cool is this kind of play on words on the root of bitterness and all he's pulling it or she, or I'm, I'm going to say it's a guy. I think it's a guy that's writing. At least I'll say this. I know it's a guy, the guy that's writing this. Yeah. Okay, I digress, digress so hard. In that. that was great. You made me self-conscious right now. That's why Deuteronomy 20. You're building you're Deuteronomy 29, 18. Um, Moses says this when he's talking to the nation of uh, Israel before they go into the promised land. He says, Deuteronomy 20, 29, 18. He says, be sure that there is no man, woman, clan, or tribe among you today whose heart turns away from the Lord. That's key right there. Whose heart turns away from the Lord, our God, to go and worship the gods of those nations. Be sure there is no root among you bearing poisonous and bitter fruit. And so the writer from yeah. Hebrews connects this here and says, hey, bitterness within you produces bad fruit that affects everyone around you. It affect, it, 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 it affects, it, it poisons the world around you. And, 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 and like you said, Andrew, it's, it's that it's dipped in honey though, man. Cause it's so, it's so justifiable. In our lives, right? It's, it's so, e yeah. it's so easy it to justify. Good. Yeah. It's so easy to look in the mirror and to not see that in ourselves. It's it's easy to spot in other people right. and it's hard to spot in our in our own walks with the Lord. Yeah, those two things though. Those two things. Bitter root, bitter fruit. Mm -hmm. I think look where I was thinking of is where is it? Where does it even start? Um, that was one thing I started. I was trying to think of the holiday of something. I mean, I know for bitterness in my life, you know, when, when it does come, I think it is in the same way it's described as a plant. You know, when Zach was out there, you know, digging up those those weeds, he's not like, all right, here's the stem right here. I think the roots over there on the other <laughs> side of the yard. It's like, no, you just follow it back. And you, you, you pull that sucker out. And I think for me, at least anytime there's bitterness, man, I could trace it quick back to my heart. Like I know exactly where it started, where it began. Um, maybe that's just my circumstances, but, but I think like a root, you mm -hmm. can trace it. 
It's not something like, man, I'm just bitter and I don't know why. Like, no, because it, it picks up. I heard someone um, describe it as this for all you 80s, 90s kids. You know, if you're watching your favorite movie on VHS. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this this is the part where the Terminator comes out and he's about <laughs> to destroy everything. And and you, you're like, wait a minute, I'm going to press pause. And you press pause. And then you eject that VHS and you, you forget about it. You come back 10 years later, but you come back and you put it in and you push that button. It picks up exactly where it left off. Oh my gosh. You're right. I totally forgot. It doesn't go back to the beginning. It's not something new. It picks up where it left off. And he said, that's like bitterness. The minute you come back to it, it picks up exactly where it left off. And I think it's just really easy. Um, to, to look at where it comes from. Cause again, when, when you think of why am I bitter about this? I guarantee most people are going to see a face. They're going to remember a name. They're going to have a story that has gotten them to that point. Um, but I think that root does also spread like a root, you know, it's not just this single point. I think it spreads into so many different facets of our life. Like, why am I angry about this? Like I'm shopping right now. Why am I getting angry about this past thing that's bringing this bitterness up when this has nothing to do with it? Like that person drank water too. Now I'm angry. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I don't know that that's maybe it's just me, but I think you can get to the root of it fairly easily. Yeah. Just by, by, you know, looking at the heart of it. it. I was thinking of Proverbs 17, verse nine. It says, whoever covers an offense seeks love, but he repeats a matter, separates close friends. Hmm. And I don't know. I think this is on the gospel coalition. A guy wrote an article about bitterness and he, this is one of the things he listed as um, that phrase repeats a matter. This is where bitterness begins. Like when you're offended and that offense plays on repeat mm. in your mind over and over and over and you're repeating it to yourself. You know, if you're one of those people I've heard about like myself <laughs> uh, who talks to themselves in the car, like you're just having a conversation and you're like working it out verbally. He said, the guy was saying, I forget who wrote it, but he's just like, that's how it starts. You're just repeating the matter. It's on replay in your head and it's watering mm -hmm. the seed of bitterness. Like it mm -hmm. keeps, you're just keeping throwing water on it. And he says it, it jumps then from repeating it to um, repeating the matter wow. to others. So you're yeah. just gossiping about it now. You're just spreading that. You're talking about it and you're. He's like, this is where it's all like the roots are sinking deeper and deeper before there's even a bloom or, or a sprout, like the roots are going down and, and all of a sudden you're going to start to see that fruit come forth. And, and, um, so I just thought to myself, like, man, how do we end up like mm. this sometimes? Mm. How do we end up so frustrated and bitter and angry and like, and you know, and you're and, and it, you could trace it back like you're saying that's where it started i something happened i got offended and i just kept repeating it mm -hmm. i kept thinking about it i kept um and i wasn't willing to forgive or i wasn't willing to embrace the awkward and go have a have a conversation and, and deal with it i just kind of like repeated it in my head and talked to other people about it and now mm -hmm. i'm super bitter mm -hmm. <laughs> I think Ephesians 4, 31, 32 says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you. Um, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. And right there he just says to put it away. Um, and 
it's not about like tucking it away for later. Like I'm just, yeah. all right, just put it away. But in the same way of you're talking, like bringing it up, it's so easy, like to just get that ball rolling. Yeah. And it has the snowball effect of just becoming a bigger part of your life. And that bitterness finally takes root. And so, yeah, I think we're just commanded to put it away. Um, that doesn't mean you just shove it away for later. Um, but I think it does start with forgiveness. Yeah. And, and I think he even, he gives the remedy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He says, just as Christ also forgave you. So mm-hmm. he says, put, put that, put that um, bitterness underneath the foot of the cross. Yeah. And remind yourself of yeah. what God has done for you in the forgiveness that you've been given. So even there, it's like, this is the thing. Here's the remedy. It's yeah. the cross of Christ. It's the grace of God. It's the mercy and forgiveness of the Lord that you've been shown. Dude. And that's hard. Thinking about going back to Moses again. Yeah. When they're coming out of the Red Sea and they, they come up to that spring and it's bitter. Right. And God tells Moses, throw the wood in. Mm-hmm. And it made it sweet. And I think that's what we have. We have to throw the cross in and yeah. just take that bitterness and, and let God handle it. Zach, you're nodding your head. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> Give us your wisdom. Give us your wisdom. He's like sleeping over there. He's just like, yeah, it's, what? it's 11 p.m. <laughs> my time right now. Deeply. So <laughs> freaking Californians. <laughs> no, um, and I, 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 I'm liking that we're, you know, the, the, everything that you guys are saying is, is, is really insightful, you know, from, from in my own life from you know like you're saying andrew to to kind of hone in where did this all start and how do i how did it grow so big how did it get into a bigger deal well i've not forgotten about it i've dwelt on it when the god when the bible tells me to dwell on other things i've instead chose to dwell on you know whatever that was and then and then not only did i decide to dwell on it but i decided to you know, bring my close friends in about with it or bring my wife into it or, and be like, can you believe what this person, you know? Um, <laughs> and that's really good. And, and I'm glad you brought up Ephesians 4, 31 and 32, because that is, I think that's a great biblical remedy. When we, when we think of like, what's the cure, what's the remedy for uh, this plague of bitterness and there's two things that I see in that verse. Uh, you guys mentioned one of them, which is, I, I think that one of the ways that we kill bitterness is forgiveness, right? We're so easy to accept the forgiveness of God and yet withhold that forgiveness for others, which is like so wrong, so wrong, you know, um, just as Jesus has, has forgiven, uh, forgiven us. And what's, what's beautiful about even forgiveness, forgiveness is a tough subject to talk about, you know, on, on, depending on the degree that you've been hurt, depending on the degree in which you've, you've been harmed by someone else. Uh, this can be a, you know, tough subject to, to, to ponder, but God's word is God's word. And when it says there to, uh, forgive as Christ has forgiven you, we see that that's the standard. It's not like, you are trying to generate this forgiveness within yourself. Like I need to be more forgiving. But uh, what I see in the beauty of that verse is that you are passing down something that's been given to you. You're, you're, you're not trying to generate something new within you. It's like, I'm just giving you a piece of bread that I've been chewing on and that has been nourishing me. And I'm sharing that with you. I'm giving that forgiveness that I've experienced. I'm, I'm passing that down along, um, along to someone, to someone else. And so I I think, you know, 
that's one of the ways that we kill bitterness. And, and the second way that I see in the beginning of that verse on Ephesians 4 is uh, we kill bitterness with kindness and compassion, where he says, instead, be kind and compassionate to one another. Um, you know, mm-hmm. the law of heaven runs against the grain of our flesh. It just does. You, you read the Sermon on the Mount and you're like, what is Jesus talking about? Like everything that he says mm-hmm. is countercultural. Everything that he says. You know, Paul even echoes that in Romans 12 where he says, hey, don't repay evil for evil, but overcome evil with good, right? So don't say, hey, this person burned me, so I'm going to burn them back. Paul's saying, no, if that person burned you, bless that person. <laughs> Give to that person. Um, Jesus would say in, in, six, in Luke 6, 28, and he would say, bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. And I, I think one of the greatest ways that we can show compassion to someone is praying for someone who has hurt us. Um, because, you know, like, like you said, Andrew, we drink, bitterness is drinking the poison, hoping it kills someone. But when we kill bitterness with, with compassion, like when we pray for someone who's hurt us, what it does is it, it, it may not change that person. It may not, but it does change you. It does heal your heart when you pray blessing over your enemy when you pray blessing over someone that has hurt you when you uh show kindness and compassion uh, and mercy to someone that has hurt you and so that, those are the two ways that i see in in that verse that you brought up hollow ephesians 4 that we kill bitterness with compassion and we kill bitterness with forgiveness because um, you know there's that saying that says uh forgiveness is setting someone free from prison and then you discover that oh wow I'm setting myself free thinking like, mm-hmm. um, cause that's what unforgiveness, that's what bitterness does in our life. Is it, is it imprisons us? It affects us. It, it destroys our body, both spiritually, emotionally, but also physically it, it, it deteriorates us. And, um, you know, we, we might say, I wrote this down. I said, we might say compassion and forgiveness. Why, why do we have to do those? Like it hurts to do that. Like it doesn't feel bitterness feels good. Like it feels so good to talk about this person that way. Like it does not <laughs> feel good to pray for that person. Why, why is, why is God telling me to do that? And I, I, I would love to say, if you're saying that, if you're saying like, why is God asking us to do this? If it doesn't feel good, my, my response to that would be, it's good that it doesn't feel good because you cannot cure unforgiveness or bitterness with just a couple of good resolutions in your life. There's one way that Jesus prescribed destroying sin and bitterness in our life. And it's crucifixion. That's the only way mm-hmm. there's only one way to destroy the flesh and it's to kill it. It's to bring it out of its nasty little hole and it's to chop its head off and be like, you're done. I'm uprooting you. Yeah. I'm cutting the hand off. I'm plucking the eye out. I'm doing what I need to do. There's only one way to do it. It's not cutting the top of the little leaf of the, of the, of the weed off and being like, okay, that's good. I don't see it anymore. Out of sight. It's like, no, you got to get in there, get dirty, and you got to uproot that thing and let it dry out in the sun and die. Death is the answer. It's death to self, though. <laughs> That's why it doesn't feel good. <laughs> so um, that those are the, those are some areas that I see with um, in in a remedy for bitterness. But I kind of also want to return to that subject that you brought up, Andrew, about Ruth and how the importance of one, one remedy to it is having people near you. 
um, accountability, community mm-hmm. fellowship, um, how that is also uh, can be a, a, a balm, a remedy, a medicine um, in that. I think a good example of what not to be like is Job's friends um, and his wife. <laughs> just die. That's just curse God. Like, die. They're like, dude, you should be. You curse should be. Bitter. You should be bitter, and you should curse God and die because you have you have secret sin or something like that. But there's a there is a part in Job where Job says, and I had it pulled up, but I lost it. But he basically says, like, I will speak of the anguish in my soul. And the bitterness in my soul, I will speak of it. I will mainly, mainly saying, I will pray through this bitterness. I'm going to pray through it. I'm going to speak to God about the yeah. offense in my heart. And um, that was one of the things that uh, I was just thinking of. But yeah, the 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 portion of um, uh, we were talking about Ruth and Naomi. All of us have friends that will affirm us. Like you, you get offended and you have the, like, remember when you're in junior high and there's like a girl who's like, I like this boy. And the girls would go and like talk to the boy for the girl and like come back and they go back and forth between. And they're like, then when it didn't work out, they would like surround her and like, Oh my gosh, you're so pretty. I don't even know what he's talking about. You know, like just like that rallying around people will do that around our bitterness. And they're like, yeah, you're right. Let's champion this cause. Mm. of like you being angry and frustrated. You're right. You should be blah, blah, blah. You deserve it. Uh, it takes a real friend to stick by you. Like I'd say the right kind of person is who sticks by you. And then it also like brings you back to Mm. earth and just says, Hey, you're, you're kind of being a baby or you're kind of like not being a baby. I guess sometimes you are, but Hey, let's not forget like God's still on the throne and I guess a, a good friend, someone who will tell you like you're wrong, mm-hmm. like your your assumption of this is wrong. Mm-hmm. Actually, mm-hmm. you're not. You're this is not all that person's fault. Perhaps maybe you had something to do with this. I, th- I think those kinds of people who aren't afraid to tell you the truth, even when you're bitter and frustrated and mad, but they're able to speak into your life of like, "Hey, I understand that you're going through this, but I'm not going to leave you. I'm not mm-hmm. going to pull back, but I'm also not going to let you stay mm-hmm. in this." I'm not going to let you stay. And that's what Ruth did for Naomi. She's like, Hey, let me go glean in the field. Let me go do this for you. Let me serve you. Let me, let me come alongside you. Let me help you. But I'm not going to let us just rot and like rot in this. We're, we're going to keep going and move forward. We're going to progress. Um, I love that, that about Ruth. I think that's, and, and it's such a fine line it is. to walk like, okay, I'm, I'm supposed to have accountability. So I'm going to share this with my friend. But again, having those friends, you know, going to every, you know, men's group name, iron sharpens iron. (laughs) But, you know, to have those friends that that are actually supporting in a biblical way Mm -hmm. and they're not just someone to, to, you know, vent to and add almost add more coals to that fire. Like, yeah, you're right. And I think we're all guilty of that. Well, it's fun. It's like how we start mm-hmm. conversations. Yeah. Sometimes. It's the American way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you start complaining about what's happened yeah. to us. And you're like, yeah, dude, we're like yeah. best friends now. And it's, 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 easy yeah. to, it's easy to surround yourself with guest men um, in your life. Yeah. Girls mm-hmm. in your life. It's just like, woo. 
go girl do your thing <laughs> you know like um you deserve it <laughs> oh my gosh you got this yeah just some like just lame yeah, affirmation just like, too. like you like, don't i don't know i'm really struggling you, you got this yeah like it's okay <laughs> like but some of the some of the you know it, it says i mean proverbs speaks on that speaks about friendship and says um What's that verse? It says, um, I don't, this is off the top of my head. I'm trying to remember it. Um, oh, the wounds of a friend. From before a the wounds of the friend. friend. Yes, that one. Yes. 27 says. Ah. <laughs> Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Um, like the yes, like really the people that in your life that are constantly telling you, yes, yes, girl. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like there, the Bible says the people can be an enemy to your growth in Christ. You need to find those mature friends, those uh, surround yourself in a godly community, have those people in your life that are able to tell you like that are able to wound you, but in a good way. Like, like, Hey dude, like you need to, you need to cut that stuff out right now. Yeah. It's you, you, we need people in our life and, and that's, and it's not hard. I mean, it's not, sorry, it's not easy because I've been in those situations where when you are mistreated or you are offended, um, you, you want to find people that are going to help lick your wounds. Like be like, you know, you deserve an ice cream, man. You know, that's what you deserve. You're not an idiot. You know, like, and you're like, eh, thank you, man. Yeah. And at least in the, in the instances where like you, are in sin or maybe you have done something wrong bitterness is difficult to see in the mirror but it's when you have friends surrounding you who are looking at your blind spots faithful friends are like hey uh that helps for sure i think both of you have said some really offensive things to me yeah but um, they're all true over the past <laughs> so few we're years. good friends yeah it was totally true and you're right <laughs> But man, did it! I think we all really... have offensive <laughs> pictures of each other yeah. that we get. <laughs> Boy, no. well, it's funny. I'm going to use that picture real quick. Bitterness is hard Which to see one? in the mirror. Oh, you know when you look at yourself. Oh, okay. Wait, wait. no, you, you look at yourself in the mirror. You're like, all right, I look good. And then someone sends you a picture from like the side, and you're like, oh gosh, oh yeah, <laughs> is horrible. that what I really look like? And it's wow. changing the perspective. Like we only see from that like good angle of the mirror straight on. And yeah, so we do need those friends to be like, nope, this is actually what you look like. <laughs> you're kind of a tool. Yeah. <laughs> you're kind of a tool. Yeah. But you have to allow, uh, you have to be humble enough to allow people to do that. Mm -hmm. Like you, you cannot take yourself, mm -hmm. you can't take yourself so seriously. You have to. And that's the biggest lesson I think I've been trying to learn is like, gosh, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like to be told, you know, that I'm not, you know, great or whatever, but, but sometimes <laughs> you like need to be told that and it yeah. brings you back to reality. Like sin creates. And, um, I would say sin creates a false reality where you're the king of that reality. And, um, you're not like, you know, Jesus is king. Like bring me back to Amen. reality, to, to, to this you know, put my feet back on the ground. Cause I was like in my own little sobbing kingdom where I was the most important thing in it. Would, you know, it's would you say that, would you say it like back 
to reality. Oh, there goes there gravity. Goes gravity. Yeah. Oh. Did you just make that up? In a rage room? Yeah, I think <laughs> it affects our... I, I, wouldn't you say like it affects your worship? Bitterness affects your worship. Yeah. And it can cause a very self-centered existence, mm. which is the opposite of worship, yeah. like worshiping the right thing. Yeah. yeah. It, it creates a... Which bring- a um, a very self-centered existence. Bringing it back to Deuteronomy 29, God through Moses is warning the people that when they enter into this new land to not turn their face away from the Lord, because you start worshiping idols, you start worshiping. Uh, and the biggest idol that we worship is ourselves, right? We, we put ourselves on the throne and God is jealous of his throne. He doesn't share his glory with anyone. The Bible tells us that. And so when we, um, take our focus off of the Lord and we through bitterness it we worship ourselves we worship other things and and um, it's just, I was just gonna say it's interesting that in Deuteronomy 29 uh, Moses says that and he's like hey don't worship idols because that'll cause a root that will bring up bitter fruit in your life it'll affect your worship um, this bitterness mm. and we don't want to minimize too things that people go through and the things that are really serious that, you know, you, man, it's so, it's so gnarly what people will do to people. Um, and, and so we don't want to minimize anything that, that is that serious, yeah. um, of harm and difficulty and loss and pain. But, um, two, you can't let it consume your whole life and ruin your whole life. And like mm. you're saying, it, it just will spread out into every part of your life. So. But, that, but we don't want to minimize anything like that. Yeah, that's the important part. Not not to let it turn into bitterness. But mm-hmm. it's okay to go to your friends and be like, dude, this just happened. Yeah. I'm like, that's writing. that's a good thing. Don't just harbor that oh, to yeah, yourself. Totally. Yeah. So don't be like, I'm not I mean, allowed to bear burdens. With one exactly. Another. Bear one another's burdens. Bear up one another's burdens. Yeah. And yeah, so don't just be like, I'm just going to keep this to myself forever because lightning rounds told me. <laughs> well, yeah. So, that's how bitterness that's also part of bitterness too yeah it's like when it's trapped within hmm. and you know that's why in job he says i will speak to god hmm. i will i will tell him of the bitterness that i'm experiencing same in lamentations hmm. right? it says i will speak to god of my gall and bitterness like and he says um but yet god can restore and he yeah. can um it's the love of god and the goodness of god that can restore any situation like and that's why I come to the Lord um, in his lament. So, yes, you can you can depend on friends and stuff like that, too. Right on. Right on. Well, as they say, bitter batter is better butter. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what they say. Mm. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> All right. That's it. So stop being bitter. Just stop it. And um, just spit. cut it out. Stop. Just listening to Lightning Rounds podcast. We are back this year, better, bolder than ever. We're doing carpool Christianity. Oh yeah, carpool Christianity. Yeah, just <laughs> on the ride. Tune on Wednesday. Tune on. Tune in on Wednesdays for carpool Christianity, where Andrew and I will carpool together and talk about random stuff. This last episode was about Bluey. It's revolutionary. It is revolutionary. Revolutionary. But yeah, if you're one of the boys, you're going to be part of our private group there on Instagram. So you'll be able to replay that, rewatch it. If not, tune in live. Come on. Before it disappears. Oh, I just had an idea. Speak it. Zach, 
could you do a carpool Christianity when Emma goes into labor oh, and you're driving her to oh the hospital? Gosh. You, come on, she dude. For the me. podcast. <laughs> for the cast. She, she would absolutely <laughs> destroy. Babe, it's just for the podcast. It's just for the podcast. Anything good. Welcome babe, to How to Get Divorced. Babe, <laughs> it's like you have no idea what type of engagement we were going to get on Instagram. <laughs> That's a bad idea. Hey, but thanks for listening, guys. We made it this far. We're grateful for y'all. Um, like we said, send us in topics. We're, we're kind of taking a new approach this year um, with questions and the way that we uh, kind of uh, process through and, and record things. And uh, we want to get into those uh, those deep, funny, great, insightful questions. So send them our way. We're sorry we haven't answered some of yours. Some, some of you guys, I'll say this. I'll, I'll just kind of do a little public announcement some of the questions that get sent in if they haven't been answered it's probably because we answered that question already before in a previous episode yeah, just go back um and so uh some some of you guys are like what about the foes dude and i'm like dude we just came out with like a <laughs> two-parter come on all right where yeah or you know or what about dating and like that episode with our wives on board where we talk about Song Solomon pickup lines. That was a great episode. It was hilarious. That was great. I'm going to have to go back. So um, anyways, so, uh, so don't be afraid to send those those questions um, or topics. We'll, we'll get to them. Always. You can find us on Instagram at lightning.rounds.podcast. Hey, if you want to support the show, you want to be a sponsor. You want to be one of the boys. You want to get that replay access. You want to get stickers. You want to get more <laughs> just stuff. Um, you can support us at buymeacoffee.com forward slash lightning rounds. That's it. Hollow gave me the thumbs up. Producer. Nice. Should we try a new sign off where we all sing? We sing in harmony. Let's do it. Signing off. What song? Signing off. <laughs> Is that flat? <laughs> Here, you you started off. <clears throat> Signing off. What if we What if we sing? What if we What if we close off with singing? Uh, harmonizing. Uh, change my heart. Oh God. Change my heart. Oh God. <laughs> Make it ever